It's the 15th of September, 2022. So we should all set our hearts on training, practicing, developing these minds, because it's something that's very important. And these lives of ours, they're not sure things. And so I've probably heard quite frequently There are people of the age of 60 or 65 who have passed away. Many children who are still studying have passed away. So these lives of ours, they're very short, extremely short things. And just like a drop of dew on the tip of a blade of grass, And when the rays of the sun touch that drop, then it dries up. But whatever the case, we should build up our inner energy and inspiration, give ourselves encouragement to do good, to do acts of goodness in this life that we have now. So we see that for people, if their houses are about to be flooded, they know that danger is coming. So they take their possessions and they put them into high places. And you need to find a place that will be safe uh, from that. If they're electrical appliances, they unplug them and put them up into a higher place because they see that danger. And then when the flood waters uh, go down, then they clean their houses because if they let everything dry out first, it'll be very difficult. So if we see the dangers ahead of time, then we act in ways that can reduce them or prevent them. And a extremely significant dangers for us humans are those of old age and sickness and the body breaking apart, what we call death. So there is this dukkha, this stress, unsatisfactoriness that we feel constantly. Like these conditioned bodies of ours, you can ask, well, why is it that we need to study? Why do we need to work? It's because we have a body. But we're also fortunate in that there's an abundance of oxygen, and so this isn't something that we need to purchase. Because if we needed to buy that, our lives would be even more difficult. There's plenty of water, but food is something that is important. And our bodies change according to causes and conditions, and illnesses can arise. So like when the weather changes, and there's rain, and then it goes to cold, and hot, damp, then this can make the body unwell. And then we need to get medicine in order to cure those illnesses. So they say that 
uh, hunger is the highest of all sicknesses. Jigacha parama loka. And that sankharas are the highest of all sufferings. Sankara parama dukkha. So we contemplate how uh, these bodies are a heap of stress, a heap of suffering. For the most part, people see things as being happiness. That when we get things, then that's a cause of happiness for us. All of us want to be happy, no one wants to suffer. But when we get these conditioned things and we're happy, that is a cause for suffering to arise. And that's if we don't have wisdom. So like if we buy a car, and then that car gets destroyed because of floods or fires, or we get a new computer and we're delighted by that, but sometimes these explode, and the person who is using that computer dies. And so this has happened before, and these things are unsure. So we need to contemplate this and how we go about our day. And the things that we do, we do for the sake of solving the suffering of this body, this body that's a heap of dukkha. It's something that can't endure. It's dukkha. It's a Nietzsche, dukkha, anatta. So we should contemplate how this body is a heap of stress. If we sit for a long time, then we need to change our posture. And it's this changing of posture that obstructs our sight of how the body is stressful and painful. If we sleep for a long time, if we stand for a long time, then there'll be dukkha. So we need to depend upon change. So if we contemplate to see how these bodies are a heap of dukkha, then we'll get the feeling that we don't want to get another body because it's just suffering. And if we get that feeling, then our minds will be able to stop. So may all of us have this sincerity to raise up our inspiration in the practice. There are some people who do good deeds every day, but sometimes their encouragement, their energy of heart, their inspiration can be weak. So we need to build up that encouragement, that energy, so they get stronger, so that it grows. And when we have a lot of inner energy, then we can contemplate to see how all physical and mental things are a heap of suffering. The dukkha, they can't endure. And for things that can't endure, it's inappropriate for us to cling to them as being me or mine. And if we see that, then we see the Dhamma. So in seeing Dhamma, what we see is nature. And nature is this way already. And so this body, it's a heap of suffering already. It gets sick, and then as it grows more and more sick, then eventually it dies. And we're not able to control that. And we don't stay in this world for a long time. And we need to throw everything away. 
So there was the king of the uh, Kuru country, uh, King Koravya, and he asked an arahant why he ordained. And this arahant uh, responded that he ordained because he saw that the world is swept away and it cannot endure. We don't have the things here for a long time. That the world is without ownership. The world is without a leader. It leads itself. And this world is insatiable. It's a slave to craving. When we say it's a slave to craving, what that means is that our hearts aren't full. And this craving, it pulls us, drags us into more and more suffering. And we never feel satiated, we never feel like we have enough. So we need to try to train and practice, walking along this path of sila, samadhi and panya, virtue, collectedness and wisdom, building up our inner energy and encouragement so that we can see the danger in the cycle of sangsara. So like floods or fires, that if they occur, then we need to find a path to be freed from those dangers. Or like how we can see that in a hundred years' time, that no one here will be left in this world. So why is it that we so energetically, so sincerely attach to the things here as being me and mine? Why are we deluded like this? That we really cling to everything with all we've got. So we should try to train, to practice, to do this a lot, really sincerely meditate, using the time, the opportunity that we have, recollecting that death will reach us, that perhaps we've had children, or grandchildren, or cousins, or parents, grandparents, who have been separated from us already. And so we know already how these things aren't sure. So we shouldn't be heedless. It's the time we have left. It's not much. So we try to use that time to be good, to do good things, to build up goodness within our hearts. Because we don't know when each of us will go. We don't know when death is going to reach us. So life is not sure, but death is sure. So we should think about death, recollect this very frequently. And this recollection of death is able to break apart these feelings of greed, hatred and delusion that we have, or at least make them less and less. It's very helpful, this recollection of death. It's a meditation practice that brings up a sense of heedfulness in our lives. If there's a mood that comes up with great strength and nothing else works, then we recollect death. We can ask ourselves, well, why am I angry? I need to die. Why would I feel uh, 
Like I want to harm someone else, because I need to die. What's the point of getting greedy? So we teach ourselves like this, and teach ourselves to do good things, to meditate. Seeing how this body is anicca, dukkha, anatta, it's changing, it's stressful, it's not self. If we see that, we see the Dhamma. And so if we have that energy of heart uh, to break apart uh, the defilements, then we can attain to the Dhamma. So may all of you set your hearts on this.